Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, y'all, from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful, actually beautiful and sunny, Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Ashley Pickle. I'm the video director of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, and TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for doing spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live on TexasFootball.com, on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or you are listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm, the lady running the show this week, Miss Mallory Hartley. Mallory, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm good. Good. I feel more relaxed than yesterday. Okay, so good. I was a little nervous yesterday, but I feel a lot better today. Good, 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 good. We're glad to hear it. Everyone's kind of sinking into the yes. <laughs> to the interestingness of this week. Yes, absolutely. So today is June 8th, 170 days until Thanksgiving, June 8th. 44th birthday of Yeezy, Kanye West, celebrating yeah. his 44th birthday today. So Kanye for president. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> today is episode 1,181. On today's show, my friends, we went inside the numbers here. This is a segment we're really, really exciting about, excited about. And we're going to go in and we are going to grade the units of Texas college football and see just what we think are the strongest units down all the way to the weakest units. Uh, we'll use some of the data that we have coming up in the 62nd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Um, and we've put a numeric value to it. So we're going to take a look inside the numbers at that. And then in the back half of the program, of course, we got to talk a little bit of mean green football as we take a look into the North Texas state of the program with uh, mean green 24 sevens very own Matthew Bruni. So excited to have that. But before we dive into some of those numbers, Mallory, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, Andrew Christensen, and Aaron Arbuckle. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, fellas. All right, Mallory. So 
to start off with, we're going to go inside the numbers here. And this is something that, that we came up with and we wanted to, if you reference back into our Dave Campbell's magazines, I'll pull up the 61st edition. So this was the 2020 version. Y'all know that in the college section, we have the grading the unit segments. So there's four on offense, four on defense. On offense, there's quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, and receivers. On defense, it's defensive line, linebackers, defensive backs, and special teams. So we go through and we grade them. So let's go ahead and pull this up here. We, We showed you how we're turning this into a numeric value. This is our grading scale for grading the units of Texas college football. Now, the possible grades are all the way from A plus down to D minus, as you can see there. So there's technically 12 different grades that each of these units could get. We decided in order to figure out and put a numeric value to figure out which of these units is the strongest in a Texas college football as a whole. And again, this is based off the 12 FBS programs. We put numbers to each of them so obviously an a plus is the highest grade you can get so that scale value in a numeric form would be 12 all the way down to one which is d minus so we have that and we took the eight categories of those four offensive four defensive and we took this grades from the upcoming 62nd edition of the dave campbell's texas football magazine right here um the 2021 heading into the 2021 season to see who which position had the most depth in it so we crunched the numbers and here's what we came up with here going in order here in our texas college football grading the units out of the 12 fbs programs running back comes through at number one with a average score of 9.3 coming in second there special teams with 8.8 receivers in third with 8.1 defensive backs coming in fourth with 7.8 then we move down into the bottom half of our eight categories here linebacker with a score of 7.7 offensive line with an average of 7.1 defensive line with an average of seven even and then coming in last place quarterback rankings with 6.8 so like we said these are the grades of the 12 fbs programs heading into the 2021 season we took the data from the magazine that will Uh, be coming out here in a couple of weeks. So we're not going to tell you exactly what the grades are of each unit. If you want to find that out, please subscribe and and get our magazine sent to you. But taking a look at this, there's there's quite a few things that you can take away from this. And I think that running back is probably not a surprise to most people that it's the highest ranked. And even me and you were talking about this before we even crunched these numbers. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing that we thought running back was probably going to be up there and in the top three you know right because you you think about it and if you look at maybe uh, take the power five units per se and you've got Isaiah Spiller up there you've got you know even Bijan Robinson who who started to be a breakout star last year so you're looking at those those really really good running backs but I think the thing that pushes running back into that number one spot is even in our group of five schools when you go down to UTSA you have arguably the best (laughs) running back not only in Conference USA, but in Texas football as a whole, and Sincere McCormick. So when you start getting those Power 5 schools 
or the group of five schools, yes. excuse me, that can also put up those numbers at the running back spot. I think that that was not super surprising. That running back is does show the most depth in Texas college football heading right. into the 2021 season. Absolutely. On the other side of that, you and I both, after crunching the numbers, went special teams. Yes. Didn't expect it to be at the bottom. Didn't necessarily no. expect it to be in that second ranking. Right, no. And, you know, we were kind of looking at the teams. And, of course, Rice ranks up there in special mm-hmm. teams. And, and I even looked more into Rice and, and their special team ranking in the nation. And they one website had them at 11th, ranked 11th in the nation for special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, which does make sense in the long run. Yeah. And they, so they, it's. Yeah, you look at that, and and again, those when the group of five have those those really strong units like that, it really does start to start to push up a little bit. And I mean, I can I can let you in to this in our special teams. We had one, two, three, four, four out of the twelve that were ranked in the A's, and so that once you start getting on that numeric scale, like we said, A plus being the highest at twelve, down to A minus would be the lowest ranking of the A category. Then it's it's ten points. So I mean, you're really starting right. to rack up the points there, and so as we continue to go on, I think another thing that people are going to highly focus on here is the quarterback ranking yes. pulling up in that eighth spot uh, according to Dave Campbell's Texas football really being the weakest lack of depth in Texas college football but you look at it and you think okay well are they just saying that all the quarterbacks are awful right no really it's kind of a we don't know right and of course we've got a couple of Texas high school football quarterbacks that are ranked up there that are going to some of these Mm -hmm. Texas colleges like Eli Stowers and Eddie Lee Marburger. So it'll be really interesting to see if they really make an impact in this quarterback ranking. Right. And that is such a good point with the uh, overall, when you look at the quarterbacks in Texas or in Texas football, excuse me, Texas college football right now, you can say, well, there's a lot of veteran guys that we just really don't know. Take Texas with Casey Thompson for a right. minute. We saw him in the bowl game, but how much stock do you put into that? But the other side of it is, yeah, there is a lot of teams that have, I mean, you look at A&M, they've got Haynes King. Then you look at UTSA, they've got Eddie Lee Marburger. Texas has uh, Hudson Card. All of these players that we know were bona fide studs, right. really, really good athletes in the high school realms. We know that the the best way to describe quarterback with the with an overall rating of 6.8 is to sit there and say, well, look, this ceiling, we know it's high. Right. You can't tell me that Hudson Card isn't a great quarterback, that Haynes King isn't a great quarterback. ELM, right. let the boy cook over there yes. at UTSA. We know how high the ceiling is. The floor could also be low, right? Because we ha- we just don't have the data yet. To this is a it's a preview magazine. Obviously, right. we're going, you know that that number could go up if we see those young guys at the quarterback position take a big step forward and get the starts and all of that. Then heading into next year, I bet you that quarterback position goes up. They're not going to be in that last plate, but right Absolutely. now it's a hmm. You just, you don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We're very confused, just like you guys are. It'll be interesting to see. I'm really excited for that quarterback position just because I feel like it, it usually is a dominant position in Texas, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think another big thing to show there is is linemen. Man, yeah. they were they were sitting there at the the 6th and 7th spot there with a with a pretty average ranking and I'm looking at our spreadsheet that we that we put together here. It, it's a it's a lot of them that are just kind of in that lower B mid C realm. Right. 
And that's something also that if you want to go even further into the weeds is you could sit there and say that could honestly affect the play of running backs. Exactly. You have running back category sitting there at number one with a, with a score of nine point whatever it was. And then if you have the offensive line sitting all the way down there, those are things that play back and forth into each other. Right. Absolutely. If you have a year where, you know, like overall you don't have – that good of an of a offensive line, yeah, your running back is not going to be as strong. No matter, I mean, we've talked about this before. No matter how good your running back is, if you don't have a strong and big offensive line that can really guard for you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be as successful. You can't. You're not going to be able to live up to your full potential, mm-hmm. right? No, you are absolutely right. So it's. I mean, obviously, we know that it's a team game. It all goes into play. But I just thought that those numbers were super interesting. And another point to bring up here, because it was mentioned in the comments, just about the quarterback spot. We talked a whole lot about the young guys that we haven't been able to see play from the Texas high school football ranks. But if you look at the other side of that, the returning starter with the most experience is Max Duggan from TCU, yeah. which. Yep. I'm not saying Max Duggan is not a good football player, but I'm not saying that he is a superstar. So it's like you've got that to go off of. And then you want to bring in Tech. They've got their their new quarterback that transferred in from Oregon. And it's like, well, yeah, he played in a Pac-12. You know the guy can sling the ball, but is that going to fit in in those scenarios heading into the 2021 season. So again, all of those numbers, we thought that that was pretty interesting to take it. We took it from the regular grading scale that you've seen in the magazine for for years and years now, put it to a numeric value. And and those are the numbers that we came up with, with running back being the position that we expect heading into 2021 that has the most amount of depth and then quarterback being the last, which I feel like pretty much explains itself. So we didn't give you exactly what those gradings were, but that's because we want you to find out and get them in the magazine. All of those are in there. Um, Our our college football guys worked really hard to put all those together. Um, Some, some very enticing stories, but yeah, overall um, pretty interesting. Yeah. I I mean, this was all you, this was all you. Um, (laughs) You came up with this segment and I kind of just, Helped you crunch the numbers, but crunching the numbers. Great job on that. I mean, I think it was super interesting. I hope you guys liked it too. But yeah, very good job. Absolutely. So there you go. In the side, the numbers looking at the depths of positions and giving them grades in Texas college football. All right, we are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will become a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. And guys, here's why. I've shown this magazine cover a couple of times. This is the 62nd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. We have sent this baby to press. It's got the A&M new crew defense on the main cover. We've got Coach Scott Surratt of the Carthage Bulldogs, the Lord of the Rings, on the gatefold cover. And we are very, very excited excited to get that magazine to you but here's the main thing we need you to focus on here if you subscribe by tomorrow june 9th wednesday june 9th if you subscribe by the end of the day tomorrow we can guarantee that this baby gets sent directly to you you get to hashtag miss the fomo when people start tweeting out that they're getting their magazines in the mail you can do it as well on top of that you'll get the magazine guaranteed directly to you but you also get a year's worth of online content 
premium podcast, everything that you could want for Texas football in the great Lone Star State. So one more time, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. If you do it by tomorrow, we will guarantee that you will get your magazine before it hits newsstands, which would be not until July. So texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Miss the FOMO. Hashtag miss the FOMO. Yes. All right, Mallory. Let's go to the hotline because it is time to do a, another state of the program address. This time focusing on those mean green eagles. Caw, yeah. as we like to say around here. And we're both here. wearing mean green gear, so yes. I don't know if you can see it. Had to yes. show out our mean green gear here. But we are welcomed on by Matthew Bruni, who is with MeanGreen247.com, the host of his own podcast on Mean Green 24-7, and of course, co-host with our very own Ishmael Johnson on D- Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Podcast. So, Matthew, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's good to do a North Texas podcast with some North Texas alums like myself, so this will be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. People are going to get sick of hearing the caw today, but we're going to go ahead and start with a, a pretty purposely vague question here when you take a look and you are very well connected with this mean green football program heading into this 2021 season what what is the state of the program here with north texas uh it's a point where they need to pick up some momentum i was talking to the athletic director uh ren baker last week and that's kind of his main goal, I guess, for this season, or one of his main goals, is trying to just pick up that momentum for football that they've had in, you know, every other sport, obviously, um, basketball success and uh, all the other success, softball. You go down the list, football is the sport where they're kind of hoping to make up some ground here. Yet they had the nine-win seasons mm-hmm. back in 2017-2018, and then back-to-back four-win seasons here. It's just kind of been a weird rebuilding process after you know the departure of Mason Fine and and all of those seniors that were 24 seniors in that that class with Mason, so uh, we knew last year was going to be tough replacing all those players. Um, but despite the four and six record, it wasn't it wasn't as pretty. I don't even think as the four and six record sounds like it was mm-hmm. really tough losses to Charlotte, Southern Miss, you know, SMU, and so they're they I think they're just looking for some momentum. So consistency they're hoping that the new defensive coaching staff really can help out and they have a lot of returners from last year's team as well outside of you know Jalen Darden and a couple others but you know I think they just want some momentum they want to figure out uh, they want to get back to a bowl game obviously and I think that this is a really really big year for the trail in this program to get back to a bowl game absolutely and and it's one of those things like you said after Mason Fine left I think Everyone who follows me, the Mean Green football program understood that there was going to be a tad bit of rebuilding. I don't think that any of us were hoping that it was going to be this much rebuilding, but that was a big question last year, specifically focusing on the quarterbacks. Obviously, Jason Bean played some time. He's gone now. Austin Ani is the returning starter, uh, possibly, but they also have you know the UNC transfer and Jace Reuter from being around the program, and I, and I know no one likes to name a starter until we get there, but from what you've seen, who do you think has, has the most likely chance to take this quarterback position and be the, the actual solidified starter? Yeah, the hard part is Jace Reuter, you know, graduated from North Carolina and 
still has four years of eligibility left um, because of all the crazy injury red shirts and uh, COVID red shirt. Um, so he just got on campus, um, if anything, probably this past week or so. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been a feeling out process with him, um, just, you know, figuring out the the protocols and everything, the schedules and everything for North Texas. He's still getting uh, accustomed to everything. So, and it's been hard the last few years for him. He's been injured. So we, there's not a lot of film to go off of for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when North Texas got him, it was, I don't want to say it was a shot in the dark because he was, he's very talented and he was a four-star player coming out of high school, but it was definitely something where they thought he could definitely start. They didn't get him to be a project. I don't think, I think they got him with the idea of him potentially starting this coming season and giving Austin Ani competition because if you don't add him, then Austin Ani is easily the starter uh, going into this year. And I, if I had to pick one, Oh man, I I flip flopped <laughs> on this. I have flip flopped on this a lot. Um, I'm gonna say Ace Ruder because okay. I think I'm not sure how much better Austin Arnie can do than mm-hmm. last year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very so interesting. That, that's the that's the tough part because Austin Arnie he only completed I think 57 percent of his passes mm-hmm. through turnover uh, through interceptions. Um, and while he's been in the system longer and he obviously has a higher floor than Ruder. I think Ruder just can potentially give this team something that they don't, that they didn't have and that they don't have. So we'll see. It'll be an interesting battle for sure. Absolutely. And then when you take a look at the the rest of the offense, a, a new note here obviously is that offensive line coach Mike Blesh, I think. Is, is it Blesh yes. or Bloch? Yes. Blush. Okay. Sweet. Wanted to make sure on that one. But he got promoted to the offensive coordinator. And I think that that's really, really notable because that takes a little bit of the pressure off of Latrell from making those plays, play calls. And then he's got guys like DeAndre Torrey coming back at running back. You know, you got Jair Shorter coming back off of injury after not focusing just on the quarterbacks. But if we take the quarterbacks and say they find the one that they're looking for, how does the rest of the offense perform coming up in this upcoming season? Yeah, to go back to that initial point you made about uh, Bless taking over for Latrell. Latrell, obviously last year, uh, it was his first year calling the plays the entire time himself. He talked about how much fun he had. But it's just, he's at a point, Latrell is, where this is still his first head coaching job. He's still learning the ropes, even though this is going to be year six. Mm -hmm. And I think calling the plays might have been a little too much, too quick for him. And with so many holes that team had last year, he wanted to he felt weird just focusing like only on the play calling. So I, I understand uh, giving some of giving the play calling to Blesh uh, for the most part. Um, as far as the rest of the offense goes, I think there's, there's only a couple question marks here and uh, besides the quarterback, because the offensive line is going to be a very solid unit. Like I think they're top four or five in conference. You'd say pretty, pretty comfortably. Uh, they return a lot of Jacob Brand Ramose mm-hmm. uh, up front. And then running back, we know what they have. DeAndre Torrey, like you said, Oscar Attaway out the backfield. Those two, that's a one-two punch that's going to be very potent and formidable for them. Uh, I think it just comes down to their receivers. And last year, the receivers outside of Jalen Darden were really disappointing. Mm-hmm. The, uh, obviously, Jair Shorter went down uh, game three of the season. Uh, so that, that hurt. But then Deontay Simpson kind of let them down. And then... Um, some of that depth they had last year um, just never really appeared. So 
Austin Agunmakin transferred out to Liberty and a couple other players are left. So it's a lot of young players there, whether that's Lorenzo Thompson to Travian Brown, um, a couple of transfers, Bryson Jackson. But that the receiver position is what I'm most interested in this year because if, if they do get a quarterback and figure that out, then it's going to have a lot of pressure on um, on Jair Shorter, Deontay Simpson, uh, Georgia transfer, Tommy Bush as well. So a lot of questions out wide. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to. We're talking with Matthew Bruni of Mean Green at 24-7 and Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball. Get involved with the conversation. Hashtag TF today. All right, Bruni, we're going to switch to the other side of the ball now on what was just a – I'm going to – you know, I got you got to say it. It was horrific last year on defense. Not ideal in any stretch of, of the way. But we're they're bringing in a, a veteran, a guy that knows his way not only around uh, being a football coach, but around the state of Texas in Phil Bennett. This is his fifth Texas college um, that he's going to be working on. What in the world does, does Coach Bennett need to do to get this defense to a unit that can actually compete with other teams? Oh, man. Um, this was a team that I believe ranked 100. And, they ranked second to last in the country in rush defense. Oof. So that's the first thing. <laughs> um, they didn't force many turnovers at all. I mean, it's pretty. it was pretty obvious to anyone who watched just any drive of last season how um, inept they were last year. So, um, And there's not a huge turnover of personnel, right? Mm-hmm. So you got – a lot of the secondary back, for the most part, you have the linebackers back and KD Davis, Tyreek Davis, Kevin Wood, those guys. Uh, defensive line, DeAndre Ville's back. The Murphy twins, uh, Gabriel and, and Grayson, are back. So you have a lot of returners. They picked up a couple transfers, but uh, personnel-wise, it's pretty similar to last year. So all eyes just turn to the defensive coordinator and the mm-hmm. defensive staff because that's what it's going to take to really overhaul it in. As soon as Phil Bennett came in, he talked about fundamentals. He he said he was he would watch games last year because he's obviously close with Patrell. He would watch games last year and just kind of be disappointed with the fundamentals of the team and just not, you know, gap discipline and a bunch of other um, stuff that he saw while watching the games. And so I think for him, it, it has to be just hammering home those fundamentals because if if you do that – I feel like you can at least get this defense to top 100, which I think is what they're going to have to do. And that's a, that's a really big jump to go from, mm-hmm. let's say, 127 to 100 or 105. Like, I, And I think that's what they have to do to be competitive here this season. You can't just have a defense that allowed – they allowed like 45 points a game last year. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. So, um, yeah, so I, I – I'm really interested to see how he does it. I know they're going to go more multiple four-man front, whether that's four-two-five, um, three-three-five type stuff. Uh, they're going to change it up more, but you know, it's it's a lot of pressure on him to come in and and make a change and make an impact in a season like that. I that I said earlier, you know, when when we were talking, is a very big season for this team. So a lot of pressure on Bennett and, and that staff. Absolutely. And that, and you led me perfect. It's it's like you host a podcast or something. It's like, you know what you're doing around here, but you led me perfectly into my final question here. And that is Seth Luttrell, like you said, heading into his sixth season here. I mean, he, he was at one point, one of the hottest young coaches in college football in the nation mm-hmm. past two years really haven't cut that out. Do you think that 
heading into this year that Seth Luttrell is on the hot seat with this Mean Green program? I do. I do think. Um, yes, but I think it's attainable to get off of it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's this hot seat that he has to do something unrealistic to save his job. Like, I don't think he's in that situation. I think six wins would do it for sure. Um, five wins would be close, but six wins would definitely do it. Get to a bowl game. Um, if I mean, for anyone who hasn't already, go look at North Texas schedule. It is pretty difficult mm-hmm. um, as far as non-conference goes and then conference as well. Um, games two through seven for them, they're going to be underdogs in every single game. So, you know, there, there's just stretches where, and we've talked, and I've talked about this before, um, whether it's on podcasts or written it, written about it. He needs to pick up a marquee win. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't had that since Arkansas. And we know after Arkansas is when things started kind of going downhill because that's when they lost a lot of tech on the block field goal and uh, lost a couple other games. And they've never been able to get that swagger back. So he needs to pick up a mark, at least one big win mm-hmm. for probably two. Um, but six and six is what I think he's going to have to go. And, you know, it's not an easy schedule to where you can just write off five wins you know he's gonna have he's probably only gonna be favored in four or five games so it's gonna take take some work and it's gonna take some overachieving which we haven't seen since that 2018 season so I definitely think I definitely think the seat is hot but it's not you know he kind of controls the the oven in a sense Absolutely. He's Matthew Bruni of Mean Green 24-7. You can listen to his podcast, Bruni's Breakdown, on 247.com. And, of course, him and Ishmael Johnson, everyone's favorite Ishmael Johnson, on Texas 24, our Dave Campbell's Texas Basketball Podcast. Bruni, really appreciate the time, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking to you soon. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, Matthew Bruni of Mean Green 24-7. Appreciate him joining us here today. And he's right. I I agree with the fact that it's one of those things. It could be. I don't think it's ultimate hot seat. But he's got to do something, or else I right. think Mean Green fans are going to be are going to be calling for him. Right. You know, it's 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 time to step up. And two, never won a bowl game either. That to me, with those teams that he had specifically in the Mason Fine years, and yes, yes. Mason got hurt a couple of times right. there. The fact that he's never won a bowl game, even when they made it for four years, that's a that's a big downfall right. on the resume. Well, and I was even going to say too. I mean, last year was even really just their rebuilding year without Mason Fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Seth Luttrell built that offense around Mason Fine. It was very clear. And when you have two quarterbacks like Austin Ani and Jason Bean switching out each game, I mean, we didn't even know the starter until almost the day before. Right. We didn't know. You can't develop that chemistry mm-hmm. with a team when, when you just – when you can't solidify that quarterback position when you're switching. You know, of course, towards the end of the season, you had Austin Ani as the starter. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard – to develop that chemistry when you're switching back and forth. So I'm thinking hopefully this year, when you do solidify that quarterback position, the team will start to be able to rebuild. And plus, Matthew did mention that a lot of defensive players are coming back, which is always that, you know, which is always good. You know, right. they've got those reps yeah, you already. Hope. <laughs> they know how to work together already. So maybe we'll see a, a switch in the team this year. We'll, we'll yeah, I, I think – you know, offense has has its way to to get it done. Mm-hmm. That defense has to, has to, and I mean has Absolutely. to make major steps forward, or else or else it's done. So you 
you yeah, hope yeah. that Phil Bennett, a, a veteran, a veteran around the state of Texas, is going to be able to come in and, and really make a change there, or else we could be talking about a completely new rebuilding program. Giving up forty-five points a game is just. You can't do that. You know, I I didn't go to college to study math, but the math that I do know is 45 points a game ain't going to get you very far. You can't do that unless you're in the Big 12. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> All right. So, again, thank you to Matthew Bruni of Mean Green at 24-7 for joining us to take a look at the state of the program for those North Texas Mean Green yeah. <laughs> All right, and now we head over back to the helm, Mallory, for our, our favorite segment, America's hey, favorite hi. segment, Final Thoughts. We do have one final thought. Okay. We have a big announcement coming up in this Yes. This week. We're not going to let you know what it is now because we want to tease you for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So we, we have a big announcement coming. We'll do it at the end of the show tomorrow so that you watch us the whole time. Yes. Um, also, Powers will be here. Everyone loves Powers. So, yeah, tomorrow we'll do some curtain and stuff. And then a big, a big announcement for, uh, for Dave Campbell's Texas football coming then. Want to remind you one more time that uh, the 62nd edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, A&M, Scott Surratt, if you subscribe by the end of the day tomorrow, end of day tomorrow, Wednesday, June 9th, we will guarantee that you will get that magazine before it hits newsstands. It won't hit newsstands until probably that first week of July. So if you want it in the month of June, when all the subscribers are getting it, go ahead and go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to get that done. You don't just get that. You get a whole other magazine. You get unlimited content online and everything that you can go. But if you want to make sure to get this baby that we are very proud of, go ahead and go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to guarantee by tomorrow that we can get that to you with the rest of the subscribers. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and on Twitter at DCTF. And of course you can see us on texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Matthew Bruni, our guest for joining us to take a look at the UNT program for Mallory Hartley. I'm Ashley Pickle, Vince Young. Come get it. Like Tepper's not here. You don't have to be scared anymore. You can come it's get us. it. It's just, just us. Just yeah. Come get it. We're friendly. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow with a big announcement on Texas football today.